and welcome back to another episode of the Broom Boys with Buddy and Guy. I'm Guy. And we have a really cool episode. We're going we're gonna to go off the tracks a little bit today, aren't we? We sure are. Um, a lot has happened here friggin' with uh, the Clone Wars coming to an end, May 4th. The Mandalorian has its behind-the-scenes director cut. I got to catch up on that week, the, that the episode for this week. I'm I'm bad. I'm bad. I failed. Life got it crazy. Yeah, I failed too. I uh, I ended up having to work some extra time this weekend and uh, was meaning to watch it today and completely forgot. Uh, you know, shit happens, but we'll we'll catch up on that and let you guys know, even if it's you know it, it's. It's really more for enjoyment than it is really newsworthy stuff. I think, like, the little tidbits, Easter eggs, like what you learned with Filoni and Phantom, uh, the Phantom Menace, and those kind of things. Those are fun, but nothing really hinges, as far as the universe and the galaxy far, far away, on that series. So it's, you know, Yeah, but there's, uh, there's some good stuff. Uh, oh, so really we'll, we'll give you a, we'll give you a two shot on the episodes next on our next episode, and I mean I would be willing to bet cold hard cash that with the final episode here in a couple of weeks we will get the trailer for Mandalorian season two. Ooh, and I'm excited for that. I mean, I what a better place to drop it than that show? So I mean, why not do it then? Especially yeah, we since we're not earlier. in. Uh, yeah, well. I mean, especially since we're now living in a with the COVID where we're not getting conventions. So there's no Comic-Con. There's no D23. There's no any of that stuff to drop this, which would be the normal places to do so. So I expect uh, fully to see a Mando trailer connected to this Disney gallery. Now, you want now I I shouldn't in some ways say this because I, I don't want to come off as callous, but this it's kind of interesting to see that dynamic return where we don't have the D23s. We don't have the comic cons and stuff. This is like back to our childhood before the shit existed. It, the well, only way you found I mean, out was through self-sponsored events when they would drop their own shit. It's like Nintendo and Nintendo power. You, yeah, everybody you know, got Nintendo the... power to fucking learn what was going to be the new next hot game. Yeah, yeah, I mean, or, but you also had the, um, you did have the sci-fi magazines, like, uh, what was it, Wizard? Was it Wizard? Was that what it was back yeah, in the day? Wizard, Wizard you would have, yeah. you had that, but remember, San Diego Comic-Con's older than both of us. It just became a monster by the time we became adults. Um, truth, truth, okay. And not an evil them, monster. It was, it not an evil like monster. It was what it is today. But the giant powerhouse uh, platform that it became, um, yeah, you know it, 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 that it really wasn't grew there. Into something awesome. Well, and then okay, and so we also had like for movies, you would watch Entertainment Tonight mm-hmm. with John Tesh and I can't remember who else, but um, but yeah, you would watch Entertainment Tonight because that's where trailers would drop. Um, yeah. It was very specific. You knew where to find the information, and but it it wasn't like you had these huge conventions, these huge everything, and it wasn't so specific. It it was like Entertainment Tonight. They would run all the trailers basically, 
So you would see it everything and it wasn't just a tailored to a specific demographic or this or that yeah just... and then i mean then of course we uh we always had the trailers the previews in front of movies in the theater i mean that's always been a thing um yeah. but now correct me if i'm wrong i seem to remember less trailers back in the day but I think that's probably because there was less studios, right? Yeah, I mean, what you had Warner Brothers, Universal, and MGM, uh, MGM, um, Columbia. Which one was Col- Columbia? Wasn't that Disney? But they just didn't. No, Columbia is to... owned by Sony. Is Columbia Sony? Which one? Which was Disney's before they want because. The, I rem- Disney never wanted to be associated with a rated R movie. Oh, so I don't know. They dude. bought a production company. A major. It was a major label. I don't remember. Like I said, I don't remember. Yeah, which no. Twentieth like Century Fox. Twentieth like Century Fox. Oh, mm-hmm. um, are you thinking New Line? Maybe New Line. I don't, might have been. Anyway, and so they released all of their movies that were more adult content under that platform because they didn't want Disney's name, the brand associated with that, that specific type of movie. It was, yeah, back in the day. Back it, it was in an interesting, the day. Yeah. I mean, company that was not abnormal to do. And nobody actually, when people found out, they were like, yeah, well that's Disney. They're they're They have a family brand to maintain and nobody took offense now it'd be like everybody it was a it's subversion of the truth i don't know i'm i'm a jackass i know anyhow but it's like they we they'd get blamed for trying to hide the shit now they're like and i mean with the mandalorian they definitely attached the disney name to it and went more towards uh uh non-traditional kind of Disney violence that that you don't normally see on screen and attach their name to it. So, and, But they did that with a lot of different stuff from... Because didn't Daredevil wasn't... They were still attached to that too, right? Daredevil, yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Marvel would have been owned by Disney at that point, I think. Right, and Marvel was attached to it, so it's like in in the background, but maybe you don't see the Disney logo. But it it's it's at least associate associated well enough that everybody would do you see Marvel and you think you know it's Disney. So it's just a different day and age now. Now we can stomach that relationship too. It's not a, one that is a threat to Disney anymore, which is why I think people would be like, you, why not just say it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, my only threat to Disney is, like, they better bring me more of that version of the Daredevil world because that shit is the goddamn truth. It is one of the best shows ever made. Probably the best portrayal of a superhero they've ever done. Anybody, anywhere. Um and he was i fucking I love that's it that's another right he's a human and he actually takes he takes the fucking hits mm. oh, he gets damn. straight he gets fucked up hard multiple times right um, dude they 
is. Yeah, that Netflix but universe on Marvel. what he does to people, dude, too. That, that, yeah, that just entire oh, thing. Oh, man. Well, I mean, Iron Fist aside, Iron Fist was a little hit or miss. Okay, more miss than hit. But that Netflix universe was fucking awesome. Um, way more dark and gritty than the movies, like, by far. But coexisted uh, inside the same universe. But was in the same universe, yeah. Was in the I mean, universe the same, side yeah. by side, but, you know, apparently they didn't need their help to fight Thanos. So, you know, they didn't get to come and play. Which is lame because the Daredevil would have fucking kicked ass oh, Luke guys. and luke cage i mean in the iron uh, right? I, all of them every jessica jones would have been the only one even remotely out of place there and even then she would have been fine although can you imagine yeah. her in the uh in you know the famous slash infamous i don't know how it's received worldwide i just know how it's received in my house by my wife but the uh the girl power scene in endgame can you imagine jessica jones being a part of that that would have been cool right would it <sighs> Would it uh, depend? Okay, here it would have been cool if it was done right, but uh, you have to do it right. It's like if you do it like rather than her relying specifically on strength and power, she relies more on agility and athleticism and technology. And you see her in like with some badass technology, like, and you're like, oh fuck you. Yeah. Did you see what she fucking did? You know, and it would have had to have been out of the box. It would have had had to have been not within the character's normal scope, but at least within the character's ideology, like what she believes in. So if she just is there saving the world and kicking ass and just picks the biggest gun, I'm like, if if it's a cool scene. Yeah, and so if you're going to put somebody there, it's like pu putting Hawkeye there. Hawkeye is what? No special nothing other than you could argue his uh, accuracy is actually a superpower, which some people do. But Well, and doesn't, doesn't he say that he sees better from a distance too? So, like, he could be considered, uh, uh, I was about to say a meta, but that's DC's word for it. Yeah, he has super or whatever you want to call it. Uh, he could be, but I'm. I feel like him, Black Widow. They're they're not. They're super agents, uh, but they're they're not enhanced like say Captain America. Um. So, at that point in time, with them there, I could see her character there. But if she's gonna be there, she needs some kind of gimmick. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. Do my whole you my give whole her a thing gimmick. is, I mean, okay. So my whole thing is, like to me, that scene feels awkward. My wife straight up hates that scene because she's like, they're trying to force girl power down people's throats. She says, which the concept of is fine. And this is my wife speaking. This is not me. I'm paraphrasing. She goes. <laughs> She goes, how are all these women at the same place at the same time? Why are all these women at the same place at the same time? In fact, if Jessica Jones were in that scene, I feel like she would say something like, how the fuck are all you bitches here right now? Like, because that would be Jessica's personality, right? To make a fucking wise ass comment. Um, but wouldn't that be make the scene better? It would make the scene better. It'd be hilarious. But like my wife goes, okay, so why are they trying to do this compiled scene of girl power when 
like five minutes prior, we saw Scarlet Witch pretty much single-handedly, like if she just decided to do it, would have killed Thanos. But she decided to toy with him. Um, like all she had to do was be like use her powers to turn his head 180 degrees and the fight's over. But she was trying to make him suffer the way he made her suffer. Fair enough. And the interesting thing about that is the truth about the Scarlet Witch is she is in the original Infinity Wars, the one that beats Thanos. She frees Adam Warlock from uh, which gem that is the soul gem. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. And then Adam Warlock comes out, and she her it's her chaos magic. He it it makes the gauntlet not react appropriately, and blah 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 blah. But how do you translate that to screen? And and they did that in a way nicely in that scene. And you, Scarlet Witch is probably she's like I think she's definitely considered one of the most powerful mutants in the Marvel universe. Am I well. Right? Yeah, I think I think if you look at the quote unquote official lists, I think she's actually Xavier's, number one. I think well, she's I, no, the, I, the most powerful son. character. I think she's the most powerful character in the Marvel Universe if you look at like the official lists. And then like Doctor Strange is number two. And uh, no, no. Xavier's son is number is the is the most powerful. What's his name? Uh, um, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, his his son, but you'd understand if you like, like read, a, and I don't know if you're familiar because like I don't even remember the kid's name. It, it was it's on the tip of my tongue, but I'm just spacing it. Anyway, he has all of Xavier's powers and then some, and so like the scarlet witch she is i think number two or number three on the last list i saw uh the last list i saw was scarlet witch doctor strange and then captain marvel and then i think it was thor and then vision i think was after him um and then yeah it went it went down from there um and of course, that wasn't counting beings like the Celestials and all that stuff. So right, um, oh that part, yeah. And it might not have been counting the Inhumans either, because Black Bolt's fairly powerful too. Um, but anyway, digressing. So my wife's like Scarlet Witch single handedly took on Thanos, and she's Maybe the I'm only one. I'm not thinking. I know I'm wrong. I'm totally wrong about which son I'm thinking about. I wasn't thinking about fucking Xavier's son. Maybe I'm thinking about uh, Reed Richards' son, Franklin. Franklin Richards. Franklin Richards. Um, but anyway, so back to my point. We'll talk about Franklin in a second. Um, so she's like, we just saw Scarlet Witch almost kill Thanos. She could have done it easily, but you know, whatever. She didn't. And then we saw Captain Marvel fly through a ship. And destroy it. She's like, those to me are examples of girl power. I don't need all these girls standing next to each other to be like, girl power. She's like, she hates that scene. She hates it. She thinks it's awkward and forced and just bad. Right. I can I can see where she's coming from. I'm sure there's some people that absolutely love the scene. I felt it would have... 
I felt that they were definitely making a point of having a girl power scene. And you know me and my feeling for everything needs to have an organic beginning and end. And if it's not organic, it doesn't need to be there. So the use of their powers to see how they helped get the gauntlet and do all those kind of things, I feel is very needed and very one of those good parts of the entire uh, scene. Did it need to be a girl power scene? Could have they just done it, passed off, you know, you know, a couple of them here, then all of a sudden Captain America, or, you know, and then Spider-Man, and then, uh, you know, you have Ironheart and Scarlet Witch, or whoever is, you know, it just, it, it could have been interspersed, and it didn't have to be a f cut together like they cut it together. I, I felt it would have been a whole lot more powerful if they had interwoven it into everybody utilizing their powers in a way that showed off the skill set of the team and the ability and, and the fun team up abilities that uh, they could have used throughout Marvel's rich history. Uh, there's so many different team ups that go on. And each time you have a different kind of uh, story that, that they ultimately figure out how to work together to ultimate to, to win. And they utilized both powers together. They could have done an awesome nod at that point to a whole lot of stories if they utilized the combo abilities that had been written in and, and done a huge cutscene of all these different kind of combos that they had through the generations. And you didn't need to have a girl power scene. You needed to have women on equal footing as men and and as an equal part of the team and integral to the success of the unit, not stand out, not something more. And it's not because women don't stand out. It's because I feel like that's reality. Everybody has a part to play and you, you can't dress it up and doll it up. And it would have been... Yeah, it made a point, but I think the point would have been made better if they had had it more an organic moment than this. We're taking a stance moment. Yeah, you know? no, it Maybe. was very, it was very forced and very unorganic. Um, yeah, but anyway, that's it is what it is. My wife is very outspoken about it because my wife is very feminist. So, but not in a negative way, obviously. Just she's very like. She likes Ooh, seeing powerful portrayals, powerful portrayals of powerful women. And then, you know, she, she just is like, she just hates that scene. She can barely watch it. She can just barely watch it. And then, and then to cap it all off, she's like, you know, Captain Marvel has the glove and she starts flying towards the quantum tunnel in the back of, uh, of Luis's van. And she's like, why is she flying so slow? <laughs> <laughs> she she flew Tony Stark across the galaxy in like 20 minutes and now she can't go from where they're at to the van and in like the blink of an eye Thanos can throw his broken sword faster than she can fly <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's so true oh my god that's beautiful oh but anyway so um, yeah oh um, Jesus uh, so Franklin Richards I, and Legion, Legion is Xavier's son. 
Yeah. So I, I just want to point out that we've been uh, we've been recording for almost twenty <laughs> minutes, and we've talked Star Wars for like three. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. I, I we, this whole Marvel thing, right? I, I don't hey, know. I'll look it up. It's all it's all it's all owned by Disney. It's 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 all. We'll see a crossover one day. I'm sure we'll have uh, Thor. will meet will meet Yoda one day. Fantastic Four is is coming out soon okay and what a better chance to do it than the fantastic four they're always going into motherfucking space yo oh yeah 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 they're always i uh, mean that was the whole original origin of venom was they took spider-man in space yeah 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 you You know know? big man the amazing big man i mean yeah i'm just saying I don't know the four, and then we can they can run into they can run into another ET who takes them to Yoda, and because the ETs know Yoda because they're they're a member of the Galactic uh, Senate. Boom, boom, and now we're back to Star Wars in the same room. That's right, in the same room. Batman, huh? Wait, <laughs> sorry, I had to throw a curveball. Anyway, Batman's now, now never a curveball. Now I just want to talk. Into... I just want to talk about Batman now. I, well, bring Batman into the. See, you can't. Batman can't come into Star Wars. Maybe mm. back in the eighties he did, and they, I'm sure. With if they, with it, with enough prep time, Batman can do anything. How is Batman gonna? Cross the line with enough prep time. With enough prep time, Batman can do anything. How the hell did Spider Man and Superman fight? Somebody at Neil Adams called Stan Lee and was like, Stan, dude, let's do a crossover. I don't know if it was was Neil. What led to that? What? Oh, God. I don't know. They've done they've done crossovers. They've done a bunch of crossovers. I mean, I have the whole run of the DC versus Marvel Universe. I have all four issues. There was, I want to say there was a comic book that was specifically was, that was written just, and it was completely off the wall, but it was like, it, it imagined like, I want to say, maybe it was, it imagined the cross between two characters, one, a DC character and a Marvel, Marvel character. I don't know if it was the Batman and Wolverine crossover was the one well, that sparked it but spider-man anyway. versus superman i think was the one that launched it i think that was the first crossover spidey versus superman and they buffed up spidey so he would stand a chance against soups oh, okay oh that was back in the day when they there wasn't the two the way back in the day scene. way back oh, in the day oh yeah. you're talking way 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 back in the day yeah anyways so uh yeah oh, dude no wow. but we all know if you know anything about Batman, is he can do anything with enough prep time. So don't discount on him meeting a Jedi. That's all I'm saying. You know, I'm I'm just gonna put it out there right now. If Batman met a Jedi, Batman could be a Jedi and beat a beat a Jedi. And but Batman can't because they're not in the same universe. And because of Disney, that that he can't. With enough prep time, Batman can do anything. <laughs> I love your faith and conviction. You have you have made me a believer. That is that is the slogan I have heard assigned to Batman my entire life. 
and fucking a they're right more often than they're wrong so i'm just gonna stick with it i i think it's i think it's a good good model model to live by without a doubt oh my god that's beautiful Okay, so and you, but you know what though? But you know what? If we're gonna send, if we're gonna send Batman to fight a Jedi, Frank Miller has to be the 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 guy writing the story. And then could Batman fight actually, a Jedi, or could Batman become a Jedi and fight a Sith? Either or, either or. And then you know what though? You know what? Since we're getting Frank Miller involved, we get Frank Miller's Daredevil, and we get Frank Miller's Batman, and we team them up to be the ultimate pair of. Fighting Jedi or being Jedi, and we send okay. them off. I make one request. What's that? Batman fucking wields Molnir. Uh, would Batman be worthy? Yeah. I don't think Daredevil would be wor- worthy. He's too much of a pussy hound. No, but I, think I, th- Batman, I think Batman would be very worthy. I think Batman would be very worthy, yeah. But yeah, I don't think I don't think Matt Murdock would I be. I think Batman only does specific things if he because he has to. He preps for anything, hopes for the best, but has that contingency plan in case what he hopes happens doesn't. Batman's like, you know, he's he's the true optimist, dude. Always has faith in people, but mostly himself. Mm-hmm, because he's fucking that good. Because he is that good. He is that good. Anyways. Uh, should Batman we tell for Jedi Batman for Jedi 20 Batman for Jedi 2020 ha- mm. hashtag it hashtag the dark night the dark night runs the dark night runs <sighs> yeah no yes anyway Star <laughs> Wars the war of the stars uh, news we have news kind of um, but not really because there's not much going on um, but that tells me that, you know, they, they shot their massive May the 4th load and now they're catching their breath and we'll know, we'll have something ramping up again here soon. But, uh, it's like we said, the trailer is probably that Mandal- Mando two trailer, dude, when that hits, that's going to be, that's going to be dissected for at least two weeks. Oh, at a Every minimum, at a minimum, every frame is going to be stared at intently by every single person on the internet. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, the news, the news. There's one thing that is official news, and then one thing that is a giant what the fuck rumor slash speculation slash horseshit. I don't even know. Uh, my head fucking still hurts from how hard I hit the table and how many times. Yeah, like, I don't understand. Fuck. But anyways, so, we'll get the there. news, the news, the news, the official piece of news is the release of the High Republic books has been delayed. Oh, well. What are you going to do? We're in a, co- we're in a COVID world, why? kids. We're in a COVID world. We're, it's COVID world. That's but all. But how does that stop a book from releasing? Uh, I think it has to do with the ability to get the physical books distributed. They can do digital. They can obviously release it to the digital mediums, but because trucking companies are understaffed due to COVID, 
printing companies are understaffed due to COVID. But why artists. not release it to ebook? And I mean, I get it that nobody wants print to die, and I don't want print to die either. But we're also living in an untraditional world, and well, at that point in time, because... maybe build up the fucking hardback and the master copies again. Because hardbacks sell for a lot of money. Well, That's I know pure that. and simple. Hardbacks sell for a lot of money. Okay, here's my question to you. Okay. Let's say, let's say you had a KOTOR game, right? Okay. And and they like they re-release it and they offer it to you on digital media and because some some bad shit happens and goes down and you play the fuck out of the game and absolutely goddamn love it. Then say everything starts to clear up shipping companies come back all those things and then they say okay now we're going to release the the master box set and if you have you know your game code then at that point in time you'll save 50 bucks and then they release this massive set say with a a goddamn lightsaber or you know a helmet or something like that for a hundred bucks and you you get or 150 bucks and you you have to spend another hundred bucks to get it but you get a physical copy of the game and everything but you save say 25 bucks or 35 bucks for having already bought it digitally are you going to say, I'm not going to fucking get that that awesome collector's pack that's going to be like fucking glory on my shelf? Um, If you love the shit out of the game. Okay. So I am pretty much at this point in my existence on this planet a digital only guy when it comes to video games and movies. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I I just don't buy physical copies anymore. And people are like, what about the trade-in value? You could trade your games in at GameStop. <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, or I can just own the game forever. <laughs> and what do I and care? it's not taking up space. And if it's a yeah. shitty title that nobody really wants or resells because exactly. that's the, and the really what good do... titles. Uh, how many copies are out there? Millions. Millions. Right. And what do what do I care about the seven dollars that GameStop would give me for the game a year after it's released? I'm not, not poor. Unless you have like ten games and then I'm not poor. Get one back. Right. 10, and one. and you know what? You know what? I've traded in games before and then regretted it months later, be like, oh, I kinda wanna play that again. But I traded it in. So no, I'm just a digital guy now. Just a digital guy. I get it. I get it. I don't know. So anyways, that being said, if there is a collector's edition that has cool physical bonus items like statues or whatever, I will drop the money for it. That being said, a lot of that stuff that has the cool physical items attached to it in the collector's set Typically, a month or two after the collector set is released, those physical items are released independently. So, if they say that they won't be releasing them independently and this is the only way to get said physical items, yes, if I'm into the physical items that fucking much, I would then re-spend the money. But for the most part, no. Okay, here's another. See, but this and me being the the guy, uh, the way I think, I'm like, oh, if they're smart, 
they just release it and say, you know, at that that point in time, say you get three physical items with the collector box, and then individually the items are going to cost you an extra seventy five bucks. So you're actually saving additional money by getting them all as a collector's package. It makes it worth it, but it, I get what you're saying totally. If it's yeah. not, if yeah. there's no fiscal reason to do it, and I'm like, for me, it makes it. I'd get it on the back end because then I'm like, I only have to get what I actually like. And if I right, only like right. one thing, I'll spend the extra 25 bucks to only get the one thing I like and not have to deal with the crap. I'll just buy the one thing off eBay. Oh, there you go. Yeah, right. The, the person selling all theirs individually. There I've done go. that. <laughs> I've done that, dude. I've done that multiple times with multiple things. I'll just get it off of fucking eBay. I don't give a shit. There we go. I hate, you know, I can only because, endorse it. Because people legitimately, flippers, and I'm not I'm not going to be negative towards flippers here, even though there is a lot of negativity towards flippers um, for these reasons, that they buy out all these exclusive collective things and then sell them for a profit. Um, flippers do do that. They will take, they will buy whatever and then piecemeal it out. And, uh, it's, it's been a benefit to me multiple times. Um, so yeah, I mean, deep down at the end of the day, I could, I could almost promise you with a, I'm going to say 90% certainty that if there was one out of the three physical items that I liked, I could snag it on eBay, might have to pay a premium for it, but it'd probably end up being less than the combined collector set. So I would do it. There you go. I mean, and dude, put it to you like this. Put it to you like this. So I bought the um, the Xbox One X, you know, the Project Scorpio, as it was known. And I pre-ordered the Project Scorpio edition. It arrived. I hooked it up. Super excited to have true 4K video game for my true 4K TV and all that happy horse shit. But as consoles do, it came with a controller. And it came with a Project Scorpio Edition controller. It was basically a slightly fancier Xbox controller with Project Scorpio written on it. But I'm an Elite controller user. I love the Elite controllers. I've bought I bought three of the Series One because they were fragile as fuck, and I'm now uh, on a Series Two Elite. What do I need a Project Scorpio controller for? I sold that fucking thing for seventy five dollars on eBay. Oh, damn. Yeah. Right? There you go. Boom. Hey, there fuck. you have it. Anyway, so it. COVID, blah, 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 delaying the High Republic. Unless it's a clever, convenient cover for them to have to rework some of the, the stories. Uh, You know, it is what it is. I don't think it's, right. I, you know, it's uh, the fate of Star Wars is not hinging on the High Republic, so it's not causing me any sleepless nights that it's been delayed. It, it really is a publishing initiative. It's not like major. Yeah. It, 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 and it's a new, it's, it's new time. It's new characters. The only thing that they're going to do is be able to find a way to somehow so-and-so trained so-and-so that taught so-and-so that taught so-and-so that oh hey is was the teacher of one of your favorite jedi yeah they're gonna be able to establish some jedi generations 
Um, you know, and that's cool. But, and we're gonna we're gonna yeah. see some some you know two hundred years younger Yoda, and they're possibly talking about working Darth Bane into this timeline. Um, and maybe we would see some Darth Plagueis. You know, cool. Whatevs, not a big deal. Uh, it'll come out when it comes out. Again, fate of Star Wars totally not hinging on these books landing. I mean, I'd say at best anyways, just like any given new project, it's got a 50-50 shot of landing, resonating, and sticking around anyways. So, you know. At this point in time, I'd hinge a huge amount of Star Wars fate on Disney Plus and... You know, Fallen Order, or at least we'll see what EA decides how they develop their Star Wars games. EA is only the publisher. Respawn is the is the creator. EA is only the publisher, so it's not so much in EA's hands as it is Respawn, and Respawn's on that ship. But we'll we'll get to that a little bit later. So, I. Yeah, I'll have I have a question about that. You might you might know the answer. Well, to. We'll, so, we'll but anyway, we'll get to that in a few minutes. So anyway, long yep. fucking story short, High Republic's been delayed. No big deal. It'll come out when it comes out, and we'll either love it or hate it when it does. I will be getting the first issue or book or whatever, reading it and reviewing it on the pod whenever that becomes available. Many many months from now. So. I uh, uh, was... Uh, You're going to do this, aren't you? I have to. I have to. I have to. I was oh, okay. perusing the internet as I do. Uh, it's, you know, the, the ultimate source for the news that we share with you fine folks. We look for it so you don't have to. Um, you know, Spotify, I know you just paid Joe Rogan a bunch of money. You know, we're worth a little bit of it. You know, just hook us up. I don't know what we one has to do with the real. other. I don't know what one has to do with the other, but anyways. Doing it um, now. <laughs> uh, while searching the internet, I saw a story that kind of sort of relates to a story we talked about several episodes ago with Boba Fett showing up on Mando Season 2. Uh, this story is claiming that Boba Fett is going to be revealed to be a woman. Which, if you're familiar with the Boba Fett coming to the Mando Season 2, then you know why that's a what-the-fuck moment. And if you're not, let me explain it to you. Tamura Morrison, who played Jango Fett in Attack of the Clones, is the basis for all the clones. Boba Fett is a clone. Was said to be playing Boba Fett. And now we're getting this Boba Fett might be a woman. So, I ask you. I ask all of you. But guy, I'm asking you, since you're the only one that can answer me in this immediate moment, what the actual fuck? Uh, um, this is, you remember earlier in the episode where I said my head still hurts from... Oh, yeah. No, I knew. I knew what you were talking about. The table. I knew what you were talking about. This is fucking it. This yeah. is, I, I'm not... Oh, okay. We have talked about this at length because i absolutely adore freaking um oh god uh 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 uh, uh. john wayne clint eastwood (laughs) richard dreyfus robert shaw tell me when i got it right uh, no no you you think okay if if we're gonna play the guessing females reba mcintyre 
Shania on Twain. The Mandalorian. Uh, Gina Carino. There you go. Okay. okay. So we, I absolutely adore her. As everybody should. And I think her character is like just is it it's perfect. I like I I I just think her character is kick ass. It's awesome. I I think I I hope her character becomes a show regular, like like one of the the supporting cast that you you see regularly because I just I I really enjoy her on the show at the character the dynamic. And the fact that it, I, that role to me is like is representative of just you know just a real woman just being in you know doing what the moment requires of her, just like everybody else. And I think that's a it's just it's such an awesome representation. So to again organic wise, why the I, unless you have a really really good well she's the daughter of the original boba clone and i can you think of because this isn't long after he he takes a nap in the sarlacc pit right i can i can think of a reason so that would be good uh i mean that's going to be objective but um so the the original storyline that was put put into comics where Boba Fett survived the Sarlacc pit, he crawled out. His armor saved him from being digested, but he, due to his injuries or whatever, lost his memory and lost his armor. Like maybe in a delirium, he took it off or somebody found his body and stripped the armor off or whatever. The armor was, yes, that's what happened. Jawas found his body and stripped him of his armor. The then this sheriff of a town on Tatooine, I can't remember which town, bought the armor from the Jawas and wore it. Um, I, I can't remember if he claimed to be Boba Fett or not, but then Boba came around and ended up reclaiming and getting his memories back. And this is after he worked with Han Solo side by side and whole nine yards. Big long story. But he remembered who he was, reclaimed his armor. Um, if they're doing an adaptation of that where the person currently wearing Boba Fett's armor is a woman and Tamora Morrison is actually Boba Fett and comes looking for his armor. Okay. But how are you going to cram that much story into an eight episode season where Boba Fett That's like a isn't the main, itself. yeah, Boba Fett isn't the main character. Right. Ah, uh, boy. Wow. Uh, I, you know, I'm not going to say that a writer is not going to have the ability to do it, but, and, and in the fav we trust, but. Yeah, well, would Favreau that's let them do for that? fucking a ridiculous amount to be hinged on such a, sh- sh- just a tidbit of dialogue. I mean, 45 minutes of dialogue. The shows go how long? Are they're not even 45 minutes. They're- 40, 40 to 55, somewhere in that ballpark. Okay. okay. So, you know, okay, so I, you can cram a lot into that, but we're there. So it's like if we cut off now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And we haven't really gotten into a whole lot of even where we, we talked about where we were planning on going. So I, I'm not thinking you can get 
to it that quickly I, not yeah, in a reasonable no. amount of time in a no, way it'll so be, you have um, to have an arc of at least three episodes to to reasonably do it in the short term like it'd be a uh, subplot it would definitely feel shoehorned um and again we know how i feel about that yeah it's not i just organic god damn it yeah and i know feloni would be very familiar with that storyline i just I don't see why they would want to use the Mandalorian as the platform to tell that story in a live action setting. You know, I think the only way I would be able to, you know, stomach it and be kind of okay with it <laughs> is. Uh, oh, you said stomach. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I was um, like, why the no, fuck is he laughing? <laughs> right. Uh, sorry. It, the, the, way I'd be able to deal with it is, is if the female in the armor it is uh, Gina Carina's character. Uh, character. Yeah, but it'll right? probably be Sasha Banks's character or somebody else's character. Um, right. I, I guess I wouldn't be even completely bummed if it turned out to be like Sabine and she, she claimed the armor or somebody claimed the armor from him thinking he was dead and they find him or they bought it off of Jawas and he they do come back for him. I wouldn't mind that so much if it was one of the characters or even if they stripped it from him and he comes after it because they have an actual reason to want to be to take up the creed of a Mandalorian. Even if you get this Boba Fett comes after them as a bounty hunter trying to complete a bounty and in the end of the episode you see Karina's uh Karina's character take the fucking his heart, his helmet and put it on Don fucking Boba he- Boba Fett's helmet right there. I could be I it's like and she kills him. What a fucking moment. Yeah, that but would they're be. not they're not going to off Boba Fett. They're not going to off Boba Fett. They're not going to bring him back to off him. Why would you do that? Uh, they'd be stupid, especially with how big he was with so little screen time. Yeah. I, no. It would be ridiculous Offing him to would do be, it. Yeah, no. Favs, I think Favs would fire the writer who suggested that on the spot. Now, this could be a little uh, screen test to see how the Tamara's character is, is received. To see if they could potentially do uh, either a Disney Plus show with Bob. Oh, see, why would you do two Mandalorian type shows? So, but maybe they're testing out some kind of media or some kind of something where you have him as more of a permanent character or maybe a movie. Maybe they're testing the character because they want to know how people would receive him to see how well a movie would go if you did a Boba Fett movie with Tamura in it right it's very that's very possible um it still doesn't explain the whole female thing um and i'm not gonna okay i'm not i'm not even explain the female thing i don't did you notice i ignored it (laughs) oh yeah no i did that didn't slip past me at all um yeah, I can't no. reconcile it. I can't find a good way yeah. to do it and that it's not I even, really and would be happy with. It's it's probably not even worth the amount of time we've spent talking about it because I mean, they can. It's do probably it. just somebody but dicking around. It could be, and I mean, they can. And if it's if they, not, if they fuck. choose to do it, they can do it any way they want, and I guess that's fine. That's their show. 
In the fav we trust. In favs we trust. That's okay. So that's the news for this week. Um, so now is where we would get to the meat and potatoes of our show. But we don't really have... <sighs> Frankenbeans. Frankenbeans. We don't really have a topic um, this week, you know, since we were bums and we skipped our homework and didn't watch the Mandalorian gallery. I did kind of ponder a topic this week and thought about thought about it and the thing and i hinted at it in a previous conversation i had with with buddy and that was the idea of force powers but i don't think there's enough info out there about them really well there is there's a ton of info out there on force powers um the thing is is trying to decipher or decide what is and what isn't canon um is tough and then you also have force powers that borderline on like oh that makes sense to all the way up like what is he a fucking god like you know there's uh there's just there's a lot out there uh right and i think that's kind of fun that's kind of a fun thing to go down but we definitely i want to I want to get a better list, like our maybe a top ten list or top five list to go down. Cause like Nillis, dude, he f- that his force, what he figured out, but what he became and all those kind of things. I think that's just that's like an interesting background story that obviously, hopefully, we find more out about. Once we get into, say, the KOTOR movies, if they come out, or the remaster, rework, or reimagine. Oh, Nihilus. You mean Nihilus. You mean Darth Nihilus. Nihilus. Darth Nihilus. 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 Yes. Nihilus. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, he's awesome. And uh, funny you should bring up Darth Nihilus. I just completed my um, my 1,000th, 47th playthrough of KOTOR 2 uh, just, uh, just this weekend. Um, fucking hell what a masterpiece of a game and what's even more remarkable to me about that game is how good it is even though it was released completely incomplete it's a it's a hodgepodge of what they had ready slapped together in a way that mostly makes sense but it is an incomplete game Unless you go and get it on PC and download the Sith Lords Restoration content. And then you can get a more complete game. Um, Because the files are all there. Uh, I just hope they remaster that and rework that. Remaster and re-release that. And it's not... Because I feel like KOTOR itself, just remastering it and re-releasing it before... Before they do the reimagined version would just be such a boon and such a good idea i th- i i think they will um i don't I, I don't i don't see them remastering i don't see them remastering without completing kotor 2 first of all um but i don't see them doing two different remasters like they're either going to remaster it completely or they're going to do a reimagination of it. They're going to do one or the other. They're not going to do both. And I only say that because you can play, at least on Xbox, the backward compatible original games. 
So those games are still there to be played. And if you have a PC, you can get your hands on them even easier. Well, hear me out, though. Okay, it, I'll, hear only you only out. Because, I'll hear you out. Only because I, 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 I have thought about the reason of that and why the fuck would you do it? I, I never would say I would be down with it without thinking of well why the fuck would you do it there has to there would have to be a reason to do it because otherwise it's just how are you going to convince people to actually buy two games i may be down with it but just because i'm hardcore about it doesn't mean the average person is and the average person is what you're gonna is your what who you're depending on for your freaking paycheck and livelihood you need them to buy the goddamn game so why would they do it so I would look at the remaster, do what you can, maybe keep the same engine, just upgrade the graphic dynamic, that kind of stuff, the skin. Um, give it a new, maybe, I, I, and see, this is where I don't know programming as well, but just give it a new fa a facelift, but keep everything else the exact goddamn same. So if the lightsaber strikes don't look perfect, they just still don't look perfect. But the at the same time you get visually uh, an updated game well you i mean okay so for visually price hold on so visually an updated game but i mean at the same time and, and then optimized, you and, and also but, yeah hold on hold on hold on but same at the same time probably optimized performance so you wouldn't you have frame rate before, issues yeah. no frame rate frame issues rating. nothing like that yeah. good loading times but better a, a, a fresh new coat of paint and then also uh, for KOTOR 2, add in the the missing content. And right? finish the missing content too, I think, yeah. would be another key thing. Because even the missing content is not complete either. So. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's a Finish what must. you can, wrap it up, definitely. Or at least add, add what you can back in as much as you can. Cram as much back in and do as much as you can with to complete the game as possible well, but that's the beauty then, part is is a lot of that work is already done right that, that's that, what i mean they so would just, just have it's open source they just have to grab it off the internet and it would be i think very simple for them to re to integrate that in the spots where it belongs and then yeah finish finish then finish the uncut or the unfinished portions of the of the cut stuff slap a fresh now, coat of paint on it yeah i would love that dude i would love that Everybody would, but why would you then buy a reimagined version of the exact same game? Unless well, but if it's reimagined, re it's version, not. The, but if it's reimagined, it's not the exact same. I just want to point that out. Right, but I would actually say, what if you reimagine the game from a different perspective? What if you took it and you, rather than played as Revan in Kotor One and Two, you played and witnessed firsthand the story unfold and so then they could add a permanent character to revan rather than revan being the the male or female or what however you change revan to be revan then becomes this permanent character and then the changeable one is this this third person who is a supplement to the story in a way that becomes a major character but they witness a story and then there you're able to take the story of Revan and match it up to key points in the original the original two games but then adapt it at the same time to current canon okay so 
So if you're you talking, see what I'm saying? I do, I do. I'm it's just like an onion. I'm, yeah, no, but let me or an ogre. Um, there's a Shrek reference for you. Um, <laughs> let me, let me, let me play this ball of twine here for a second. Okay, so you want to do a reimagining of the Kotor one story and the Kotor two stories. Yes, let mm-hmm. me just. Okay, I'm tracking. Okay, but you want at least Kotor one to be told from the viewpoint of say instead of you being Revan as the main character of that game you would be Karth yeah somebody somebody else that was or maybe just a new character they put in that adapts it that allows them to tie it somehow to to current canon or that switches that it can change the story uh, because the reimagine can then take it and put it into a way that now fits what they're gonna do for say the movie or w- to even a setup for the movie. Okay, uh, so so I so feel we would like have they should take it. And we would have, it but we would have the same story beats in this reimagined as we do in the first one in, in the original. So happening kind of in the background. Happening in the background. Okay. Like they're major pl- plot points and, and pivot points for the story, but they're not your main story. You're say doing other things that specifically are helping or undermining, depending on which side of the the force or you're working on. So maybe take a game and make it more like uh, like a Skyrim was. You remember where you could either be the the Northfolk, or uh, or you could be the the I don't remember who the other guys were. The the five the red guys are the blue guys. <laughs> my my Skyrim, my fucking Elder Scrolls lore is is shit. Um, um, anyway, and you can pick which side you're on, and which kind of shifts and twists the story, and you can actually switch which side you're on by say uh, moving to the light side and redeeming yourself or or falling to the dark side and so mid game say you did the work to redeem yourself you can pick up and both sides of the story but i would just i would really take the moment to kind of cement a revan story meanwhile giving everybody uh, a supplemental story that's that is integral to the part to the rest of it but maybe in a way we didn't see before that you're able to kind of slip into the background well you know okay so but but it still but it still revolves around Revan see here's here's where I'm having problems reconciling because the original game starts out the original game starts out with you waking up on the Endar Spire and you're Revan, but it's your first playthrough. You don't know that yet, but you're Revan and you, and you pick your class and you know, you fight your way off the ship with Karth and you go to Telos, Terrace, Telos, one of those two Terrace. I think you go to Terrace and then you're looking for Bastila the whole time. And you meet Candorus, and you meet um, Zalbar, and I can't remember the name of the Twi'lek mission. 
Mission Veao and Mission Mission and Mission Veao and Zalbar. Um, and then you escape the planet before Malak completely levels it. You go to Dantooine, you get trained to be a Jedi, then you go start looking for the star maps, which takes you to Kashyyyk, Tatooine, and I cannot remember, Manon, I think is the name of the water planet. And then you go to the Rakata homeworld after Bastila gets captured. And then you confront a now dark side Bastila, Bastila and your choice to join her or not affects ultimately whether you get the light side or the dark side ending. And, right. and then... so I would what I would ultimately do is like the, the key moments in it, like, say, when the, the ship uh all of a sudden oh fucking come you know like uh what is it like when they capture revan and malik is originally the one i think he was doing good doing something but the everything goes bad and goes wrong like for that moment you could take a character and specifically take those moments that something doesn't work out that assists the main character in the original story and tweak it so they're the cause or the 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 reason why those those events occurred mm-hmm. you know what i mean kind of like have you you never you've never played mafia any of the mafia games uh, it would those were those talk about a fucking uh, a goddamn great imagining kind of game I play the original Mafia, and you play it's this uh, kind of guy that comes back from the war and, and ends up just falling into the, the mob. And he ends, at the very end of the game, he turns and becomes a squealer and sells the entire, his, his gang out, and the, the Don goes to jail, all that kind of stuff. The second game, dirty rat, huh? Right, second game. They did just remaster guy. the Mafia games, by the way, and re-released them. Okay, good to know. Well, the second game, what happens is you play through. It's a later era, right? But you're playing through, and you become you become a an enforcer, and you work your way through and work your way up, and then towards the end of the game, you get this this contract, this hit, and what you find out at the end of the mafia game is there's there's you get targeted in your old age and you get knocked off like that's how the end of the game happens is you see your see your character die um he gets he, he they two guys pull up in a car a red car they get out they ask your name and without thinking you respond yeah and they just level him Right, that's how the game ends. Okay. Second game, you get that you mission. You play that scene. You get that. Yeah, mission. you play that's that cool. mission. No, that's cool. So you play the guys that knock off the original character, and then you go through the rest of the game, and, and then obviously it. I don't know if the third one. T- I, I believe the third one ties very much into the original, the second one, but I don't. 
I don't remember how at this point in time. I never really played the third one. Although I totally got the entire time felt like the dude was modeled after like Russell Wilson or something. It was uncanny. The quarterback of the Seahawks? Yeah. Yeah, seriously. All right. Okay. Who's an African-American gentleman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go, I want to say it's a, you play, your character just comes back from Vietnam or World War II. I'm not sure which one. And he ends up, because of his childhood buddy, falls into the mafia and the gangs and becomes obviously an enforcer. And you go through the kind of the whole setup and scenario. And I think he, in the end of this game, takes down the mafia, kind of like, and he goes like on a fucking hardcore rampage. Um, and you just basically shoot up everybody. I think it's, I, I think I know at one point in time, I've already done that once to somebody who's pissed me off. So it's kind of hardcore. Uh, it's very adult content. Uh, they set it up to be like new Orleans kind of feeling, uh, during you know uh, segregation and all that crap so it's it's like not a game to play without understanding the time the time period that really truly existed okay well i mean i like your idea um but i mean let's just be honest I don't see I don't see them giving you control of anybody that's not Revan in the first game, and then I don't see them giving you control of anybody that's not the exile in the second game for a reimagining. I just I, I just I don't see it happening. Like it, I, maybe you know, is DLC third character that... maybe is DLC. I could see them doing it, but as the main focus of the game, I think they would keep Revan and Mitra. Um and of course, since these games would become canon, um, I assume probably, um, you know, there would be a very necessary thing I think for them to focus on their story as seen from Revan and as seen from Mitra, the Exile, um, to determine, um, you know, what what kind of uh, what kind of going forward story they're going to have. Although I think, I feel like if they're going to use the games to set up movies, mm-hmm. they're going to, they're going to use the games to set up movies that take place before the games. Because I, that, I think see, that's, I, I think after. that's, I think that's the way you need to go because they, they tell that story. They tell that story because the third game should take place obviously chronologically where with Revan going off to find the true Sith Empire that's introduced to us properly in the old Republic MMO. So the But the, then what's the, the point of the exile? Because I feel like the exile plays a very pivotal role with this whole thing with Revan and and where he went to Well she because... does. Well she does, but that's what they never explored in the third game. They explored it in a book. Because the third game never got made because they started making the MMO. 
And see, that's kind of where I'm where I'm at. Is you could take even a third game and go it from that point. But that's what they would and, do. But I feel I like what that's you what need they would to do. do is in the reimagining, you got to give Revan and you got to give the Exile like concrete identity. Like uh, take for instance, uh, Cal, and the 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 actual actor that plays that that what that played Cal. Uh, or that they use for his the the all right fall um, fallen order yeah. fallen orders Cal Kestis yes okay take yeah. him or uh, even uh, Galen what's his name from Galen Galen, Mal- Galen uh, Merrick from Merrick? Force Unleashed yeah from which Force I also Unleashed. started playing again uh, those two characters are based upon uh, and, and even all the skins in Force Unleashed you have all the the real I mean. For the time, they were really awesome graphics as far as uh, realistic goes of all the different from Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, Luke, Return of the Jedi, Luke, Tatooine. I mean, you had so many choices. So I just kind of look at it as this is their chance to do the same as Revan if they to to give an actual face to him. And a concrete character rather than the he's a fluid character. Sure. Same with the exile. And especially if you're gonna translate it to this the to the big screen, you wanna have something a little bit more than Revan is fluidly anybody. Well and then give, I mean give if, them somebody, but then if they're if if sending it to the to the big screen is the ultimate goal of a reimagined remastered Xbox, then you would or Xbox game um then you would be like okay here's what we're doing keanu reeves is playing revan so revan is now canically male and brie larson is playing the exile because in the old eu canon revan was a man and mitra uh the exile was a woman so before well, I mean the the internet's been screaming for Keanu to play Darth Revan, so that's okay. An, but Brie that's Larson a nod. But Brie Larson playing the Exile would be awesome because she kind of fits. She kind of fits the profile. So the way the way the story I'm went down, the way the story went down in the book that basically told the story of what would be the third game is before the Exiles return. Revan and Bastila are married and living on Coruscant and they're kind of working on rebuilding the Jedi Order after the Jedi Civil War. But Revan is having dreams, uh, which are actually force visions. He's remembering the shit that he did prior to the Jedi Civil War where he invaded the galaxy as a Sith Lord. And so he loads up on the Ebonhawk, uh, takes T3 with him, and goes off to the to to try to find what he found originally, and he ends up finding the true Sith Empire and is captured. Um, he he sets it up to where T three is like his emergency backup plan. So he sends T three back to the Republic, but it, the ship uh, the Ebon Hawk is um, is messed up. But he's sending. Um, He's sending T3 to specifically look for Mitra. Uh, So T3 finds Mitra. The events of KOTOR 2 take place. And then they go to Coruscant. 
and Mitra kind of helps rebuild the Jedi Order, but she meets with Bastila and she's like, hey, so we know that Revan went somewhere. We don't know why, we don't know where exactly, but T3 and I are going to try to figure it out. And so they go blasting off to Dromund Cass, I think was the name of the planet, which is the heart of the true Sith Empire. Um, they meet up with a Sith Lord who like wants to kill the Emperor, and so they kind of come up with this plot and this plan. Revan is rescued by Mitra, and their plan is, okay, well, we're going to use you this Sith Lord, I can't remember his name, to infiltrate, you're going to get us to the Emperor because you're like his enforcer. You're going to say like you captured us or whatever. And then we'll kill the Emperor and we'll end the threat. And the Sith Lord ends up betraying them. He stabs Mitra in the back and kills her. Uh, and then Revan... Um, is captured and held in like for hundreds of years. Like the emperor of the Sith empire, like leeches his force energy off of him. Um, and then we end up rescuing him in the old Republic MMO guided by Mitra's force ghost. And then if, when you play as the dark side, you end up killing Revan, uh, who then comes back later. He resurrects himself through the force, which we, we talked about that in the, uh, the Revan episode. Um, so I think, could Luke do that? I think honestly, honestly, I think all of the Jedi could, I really do. I really do think that they could will themselves back to life, but for some reason or another, this new generation of directors and writers we had on the new movies decided to put limits on the force on what the force could and couldn't do even though they were teleporting lightsabers from one person in one place to another person in another place um because of a dyad uh they they still limited what the force could do right i i feel i think the only limit to the force and what it can do is the individual using it what their will is and uh, there's how their their ability to control and utilize that that power i mean it, it, there's just beyond that i i can't say that i've ever seen a limit to it and, and there I mean, shouldn't maybe, be there shouldn't be a limit to the force there shouldn't be um but anyways but anyways it's folly anyway anyhow, so, so so that that is the story and now i think some of it's not canon anymore in fact i don't think any of it's canon anymore so they have breathing space to do whatever. But I think showing us the story that they haven't shown us already in one form or another, showing us Revan going off to fight the Mandalorians and then falling to the dark side is the movies they need to, to, to tell. Um, and then, you know, based on how they want to do the third game, you know, maybe they do another trilogy where, you know, you've got your Brie Larson playing the exile or Mitra, whatever you want to call her side by side oh, with Keanu Reeves. Time out Revan. there. Timing out. What about Emily Blunt though? Emily Blunt would be awesome as well. Emily Blunt would be awesome. It's just, you know, Brie Larson said she wants to play a Jedi. And I mean, I think the exile would be a good role for her. Um, Cause I Truth. don't want to see her as Mara Jade. Because, you know, I just... Uh, agreed, agreed. I don't think she fits I just, Mara. I don't know. 
Um, For some odd reason, uh, Emily Blunt keeps coming to mind when I think of the exile. I don't know. I think why. Emily Blunt would be a good Bastila. Oh, oh, better. You're whoa, boom, boom, boom. Yes. There we go. Uh, oh, so, you're good. so yeah, you're good. so yeah, so, um, but you could add it. The thing is at that point in time, depending on how you do it, if Bastila couldn't go, you could flip, you could, you could adjust it to where you have your new character who goes off even in search of Revan and they, they find a completely rather be, you don't have to stick at this point in time. I would say I wouldn't. I wouldn't utilize the MMO's story of Revan in the trilogy for the the third game of um and the rema- uh, the reimagining of Kotor because yeah. they also said it's going to be kind of sequel like, right? And so I would take that portion that was in the MMO that was utilized for just expansion purposes and take that out of the main because uh, it doesn't exist at all in canon already ready so just kind of take that out the MMO still is the MMO but that becomes old news and you reimagine the first two games and then pick up from going to find where Revan is and then at that point in time they can really take what I was hoping to see in the new games and really expand on the idea of that the force is so much bigger than the fight between the Jedi and the Sith and and not really discount the jedi and the sith because that's the teaching allows is the that method in which they have come to their power but also learning that there is something more beyond it and expand on the idea of what the force is it's it's a wonderful chance to do that, and I would really hope they would take that. Well, but you see, so it's kind of funny that you bring that up, is because that is, I think that is at the heart of Kotor too, is the yeah, the it, struggle like be- the struggle between the light and the dark side, and and you know maybe maybe it might be fair to say the twisted view of the Force that Treya has at this point in her life. Um, because she hates the force. She, like her whole goal is to kill the force. Um, by killing the exile. That's or why have, she wants a star forge or whatever. Well, no, she wants star... she wants to lure the exile to Malachor because that's where the wound was created, mm. and she wants to um the echo. Yeah, she wants to make that echo so loud that it deafens the entire galaxy to the force. Um, that's right. So, and that's why Nihilus and Sion were opposed to her because they, the death of the forest meant their death. Um, yeah. So her, her goal is to basically expand that wound make that scream and that echo so loud that, that the force is deafened to everybody in the galaxy permanently forever. But, 
Inside. You know, she yeah. goes on at great length at various times in the game about, you know, the ripple effect of the force and how, you know, what you view as good might actually not be what's best for whoever you're doing it for in the long run. And that, but the only true battle that matters is the outcome of the fight between the Jedi and the Sith. Because she says if the Jedi are extinguished, the... It doesn't matter what form it takes. Darkness will rule the galaxy. Um, so, good point. I mean, that, I hadn't even that thought is about the, that. The, the big battle, you know, and even, uh, what's her name? Maz Kanata kind of hints at it in The Force Awakens. You know, the only, batter, the only battle, the only war that matters is the one against the dark side. Um. You right, know, I and mean, I, I feel like that so is expanding definitely... on the idea of of the force, I think, would come down to Revan, where he clearly at some point embraced both and became probably what you would call a gray, where but he was a he was a fist, he is a Jedi, but he's he's more than that. He's he's a would mix you say of both. A gray Jedi? He's got the good the good parts of both with none of the bad. So now, you whether say, you would call that a gray Jedi or something else is a totally different subject and probably beyond my ability to uh, to 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 reconcile. Um, but I mean, yeah, uh, well, I think but, that would be a neat direction, and I think it's a direction that they would definitely take. I just I don't see there being room enough for stories in the timeline even if you ignored the mmo which i don't know how they would do other than just being like yeah the mmo doesn't exist but it does i can log in and play it right now um okay but you see that's what i'm saying if you give it like the third game and give us that continuation and those additional stories then at the the when time you get to the movie and you have that concrete backstory of Kotor one and two of Revan, and you get that new game of maybe where Revan went and what he found out, then you can be like you've established this a for, front story of Revan. Then you can take the movies and yeah, do do the movies as the the prequels to Revan and the 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 lead up his fall and all those things. But you can use the third game to kind of give that final trilogy and closure to Revan um, and the character. What happens? What he finds out? That that neutrality in the in the Force and and take the games in a different direction, say than the movies. And yeah, take the movies be prequely, but take the games and keep keep them going on. I mean, that's that's my feel. No, I think it's a good feel, and I apologize. My headset disconnected there for a second. I oh, just got good. I just got it up and running. Um, really so. quick question, though. Okay. Uh, now that you were mentioning it, the Revan and uh, being as true as uh, of a gray Jedi as possible. Uh, you know, we had that talk about the the purple lightsabers. Uh huh. Which Revan has would one. You s- would you say even before Revan, you see the red one for Revan's fall, but you see the purple lightsaber. Do you think maybe even that was an indication of Revan's gray status? Maybe he had previously, even before, say, 
his fall and his war, but through the war, what if he kind of came, I don't want to say came back, but realized that there was more. And so the purple is really an indicator for a gray Jedi. And so it just tells you that Revan, even before the acts of KOTOR, um, and how what happened in that initial story, he had turned gray before that story, which is why Malak wanted to kill him. More than just I, the power. He I saw think, him as uh, compromised I th- and weak. I think he might have always been gray. And especially since Treya was his teacher, which we all, we learn in KOTOR 2, and Kreia mm-hmm. is... I don't think she's of the dark side per se. She's one of the Sith Lords for sure, but her view of the Force is so large that to say that she's just a Sith or just a Jedi, I think doesn't do her justice. Um, well, we were talking about Nihilus the other day, and we were mentioning he, he became more of... It, it wasn't even he became more of an animal in that sense. Uh, what was it? How did we just, what was the word? Uh, uh, he's it was a, just primal. He, he's a creature of primal hunger and instinct where he yeah. has to feed on life and particularly force users to sustain himself. Cause he was, he was born. He was a, either he was, I think he had to have been one of the Jedi originally under Revan's command. But he was killed on Malachor, but the wound and the echo created by the events on Malachor is what rebirthed him. Is he he became basically he became not that echo, but he became that wound. Um mm-hmm. and so the but he's dying every second unless he can sustain himself. And he can sustain himself by feeding on life. Um but without feeding on force users, he never complete can completely be fed and he will get weaker and weaker. Uh, he's a he's a neat fucking character. Um, and, but that whole primal thing, he becomes more of a primal force. He be, it's, he, he it be, that describes to me something that becomes more than even just rational thought or even thought. It, it becomes like breathing. And I think some of those that that character in itself and, and, and some of those ways that they describe them, you can. Yeah, I, I don't know. I forgot my point. Pothole. Yeah, but no, I mean, Nihilus is um, fucking I love never him. I love his character. N- he's never fully explained. And I, I really hope somebody someday explains Everything. I'm looking at you, Filoni. I'm looking at you. Um, right. And the other thing that I got to say about the interest, the other thing I was thinking about when I was noticing all the video games and all, especially the video games, what's with the dark side always having these cool ass fucking masks and helmets and the light side has shit? Well, I mean... Some people say that the dark side has to do that because of the physical effects that the dark side has on the body. 
that they have to like conceal their image or their visage in order to um, blend in maybe or integrate or not be quite so suspicious because masks and helmets aren't uncommon sights back then. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really know. Um, I know that there but if were I was some, a good guy, but there were some mask wearing Jedi um, that there, I don't think they're canon anymore. But there, there were some Jedi that did wear masks and helmets and whatnot. Because if I saw one of like, okay, my thing is if I was Luke <coughs> and I saw Vader and I'd be like, dude, he had such a fucking kick-ass mask. Dude, no, man, that was just because he has a hard time. I, it's like, yeah, I get it, but that was a kick-ass mask. I want a mask. Dude, I want a, I want a helmet, man. I'd, I'd want a helmet after I saw Vader because I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, make me a good guy helmet. Yeah, I'll be um, awesome. Yeah, like Nihilus's helmet or his mask, because the way the way Nihilus is put together, like just looking at the few images we have, is he's basically in black from head to toe. He's got a cloth mask over his face, and he's got some sort of weird, like nun's habit type of thing wrapping his head. Mm-hmm. But then he's got that white and red mask over the top of it. Again, would love some explanation as to where the mask came from because it's not like Revan's so mask. Iconic. Revan's mask was a man was Mandalore's helmet. I mean, he took that mm-hmm. from Mandalore and said, "I'm going to wear this until the war is over. I'm not going to take mm-hmm. this off until this is done." Um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, the dark side always seems to get the, the cool looking stuff. And yeah, no, I mean, it's not like the Jedi, the Jedi are generic looking by any sense of the of the word. But maybe the Jedi just don't no. give a shit about that sort of stuff. Maybe Dude, they just don't I'd care. Want a fucking badass mask. Does that mean I'm a dark side? I must be a goddamn dark side user. Man, because I don't want a bad fucking you're gray. Mask. Like, I, you're gray. You're gray. I appreciate that. I think you're great. <laughs> I, th- I, I I feel the same way about you. I think that's about as big a compliment as I can get. Yeah, God yeah. Damn. I don't I don't know, but you know, I think um, you know, I mm. think I think it. Some of it maybe has to do with the um, more militaristic aspect of the Sith in general, and then some of it might have to do where you know back in the day. You know, the Jedi wore forms of armor when they had a dark side threat to fight. But then after the dark side and the Sith supposedly vanished, you know, the whole need or thought for armor and masks maybe just fell out of fashion or felt like, well, what are we wearing armor for? We're not not fighting lightsaber wielding enemies. So why do we need to armor ourselves? Maybe that's all it is. Maybe that's all it is be. because you you can in like KOTOR 2 especially you can get um, you can get armor that is um, you know designed for force builders like the Zeshan Shah armor that has a couple sets Jal Shay and I only know this because I played the fuck out of the game for the last couple of weeks and uh, rocked the uh, one of the one of the Zeshan Shah armor pieces the whole time. Um, Do you feel like the Jedi have fancier hilts than the Sith? 
Or do you feel like the Sith have fancier hilts? Yes, I feel like the Jedi have more ornate lightsaber hilts. I feel like the Sith hilts are very utilitarian. Like, like they're not. There's nothing fancy about them. They're probably slapped together with whatever parts are available to them, um, and they're just yeah, meant for function. Thinks, my brain's like the create Lucas is like Sith. Sith get masks. Jedi get lightsaber hilts. Done. I mean, maybe, but I mean, the Jedi also have a lot of ceremony wrapped around the construction of the first lightsaber. So truth, you know, with that being known, and how the and how the Jedi kind of stress that the the person building the saber needs to take steps in its construction to kind of signify it as theirs. Um, I could see them, you know being like hey let's fancy it up now i also know that there's some jedi who have very plain lightsabers like i'm playing the force unleashed and you and you fight um uh hang on his name will come to me here in a second uh rom coda in the first mission you go to the you go to narshada and you fight rom coda and you get a good look at his lightsaber because vader wants you to bring it back to him after you've killed him um and his lightsaber is just a very basic metal hilt, and it looks like it's wrapped in leather, like literally, like a leather, like a leather strap is round or wound around it. Um, nothing ornate mm. or shiny. Um, looks, it looks like the lightsaber of a dude who is fighting all the time. Lightsaber of Christ. <laughs> well, sorry, I mean, sorry, I have maybe. Indiana Jones reference right maybe. there. Maybe, but then you know, I mean. As the that, as the dark MB3 side reference, you know, Sorry. but po- possibly as the dark side receded, the Jedi's lightsabers then also became more ceremonial or status symbols, and therefore became more and more and more ornate as time went on. I and mean, who mm-hmm. knows? But yes, the the broader point of do the Sith get the cooler looking outfits is one trillion percent. Word. Even freaking uh, Inquisitor Cal and freaking. The force um, or fallen, fallen order. That was a, that that kind of scene where you kind of crack the fucking glass or obsidian or whatever the hell it is. That's a good fucking scene. Anyway, yeah. But speaking yeah, of but, which, but hold on. But speaking of fallen order, mm-hmm. let's talk fallen order since we're talking fallen order and lightsabers and all that other shit. And video games. What's in video games in general? What's with the fucking weird ass circle design on the Inquisitor's lightsabers? Those are odd-looking fucking lightsabers. I've never like the liked protractor look. I've never liked that design because um, you first saw that lightsaber from the Inquisitor on Star Wars Rebels. Like that's the kind of lightsaber he carried, and it seems like it's the standard issue saber for the Inquisitors. And I'm wondering why the circle jerk shit around it. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, have you noticed that some have the full circle, some have the half circle? I have noticed that, yes. Um, so, yeah, it's like some people like two protractors, some like one. I, I, you know, like, I don't know if you ever played, like, with protractors, like it was a sword hilt and you had an imaginary lightsaber, but maybe that was just me and I'm a geek. I but, always grabbed flashlights. Those were call. Those were my toy lightsabers when I was a kid. Of course, I also, though, I did have the official Kenner lightsaber toy as a child. 
Um, in Ooh, fact, there's a very famous Polaroid photo of me that is amongst my family of me curled up in my parents' bed when I'm like three or four and I'm asleep and I'm wearing nothing but a t-shirt underwear. I'm surrounded by my stuffed animals and I'm clutching my Darth Vader Kenner plastic lightsaber. <laughs> that's classic right there. That's beautiful. That image. That's, that's like, that's, that's, that's our childhood. Um, so, but yeah, no, and that's, uh, I, 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 oh, what was I going to say? Um, any, anyway, let's go back to your point. What, let's back to that. Oh, I just don't like the Inquisitor's lightsabers. I think they're dumb. The protract, you know, I, or oh, what do I feel like they're about? Uh, you know, I feel they're, even the Inquisitor's armor itself is very, military it's it's the same even though there are specifically different styles to it because of say nine verse two right right one's a big hulking alien the other one's a human um you definitely have two different sets oh hold on oh miss guy is bringing me a treat hold on Uh oh mrs guy in the house Got me some pizza and a beer. Pizza and a beer. Very nice. Um. Anyway, and the dog is like, I want some of that. Well, give it the fucking beer, man. Come on. <laughs> right? It's a fucking dog. Um. Where, where? So I just feel like it. It there's, there was a reason in ceremoniously or ceremonially. Um to why it looks like that like so and so the first inquisitor that was the style of lightsaber that was made and constructed because of this specific fighting style that was used and now they're all trained in that way and that's the that that's the style that they all get because they all get that that specific uniform kind of look that's all i can think okay but so, since you have, I think, even even more recently than I, played through Fallen Order, mm-hmm. you recall the part, right after the part that you just mentioned, where, you know, Cal, after, after he gets the holocron and he goes through that thing where he sees himself as an Inquisitor, you fight uh-huh. the second sister. But then you take her lightsaber from her and she goes careful with that thing it's been through hell Mm -hmm. to me that implies that that inquisitor saber of hers is made from her original because you through the through the through sal or cal's uh, psychokinesis or whatever it is see when she gets captured and broken and turned and he Mm -hmm. sees that through her lightsaber so it's either the crystal is hers and she bled her own crystal Mm mm-hmm or she made that saber out of her original. It's one of the two. Right. And I did consider that. And part of me is wondering if there isn't a status symbol 
that you find and that that it's associated or attached to those that the half circle uh the the protractor or the full circle uh but whatever the reason or whatever it is it's more internal in the development of say the game and the styles so whoever was designing them i think that's a great question to ask is what what does it mean what's the purpose because or maybe the attachments to the blades because the other thing that i'm noticing with this game is um you're seeing a whole lot of different lightsaber styles because wasn't nine was a single saber right yes yes i think nine is a single and then Malikos was dual. Yes. You have the second sister that is the single or double blade. She'll do either. So, yeah. Wait, so, does she ever go single blade in that I don't first think fight? She does. Is she always double blade? I think she's always double blade. I really, really do. And then you got obviously yours that can go single or double or be split. Uh, or be split even and i wish you could play with it more split rather than uh, it just being like that single special move you know i um so that lightsaber was the lightsaber of cal's master mm-hmm. i i i i don't i don't like that when you go in to customize your lightsaber not that it matters because the only thing you ever see for the majority of it is the color of the blade Mm -hmm. i don't like when you go to put the the customizable parts on there i don't like how it doesn't mesh into one smooth look Mm -hmm. none of it meshes into one smooth look and i don't know why that is i think it's well there's one part that doesn't change right at all i know and i think that's a bad i think that's a either a bug or a bad choice on their part because i hate the fact that your lightsaber never looks uniform and i don't know why i hate it i don't know why i have such a reaction to that but i hate it i agree i it makes it and i oh the other thing that i think that i run into with the game is i do like the skill tree but I wish there was more to the customizations and what you were specifically doing, I guess, with the items. Like, I don't feel like the, you can change your lightsaber all you want, but it doesn't really change your lightsaber. Right, yeah. Like, it doesn't affect it in, in any practical, uh, like I wish, functional way. Right, and so I wish they had, like... Uh, the the fighting style grips for the saber to saber because they have that little curve at the end. So, and I wish you had things like that that gave you battle perks, say, against specific, like if you were fighting lightsaber combat, you could switch the hilt out to go to the, the, duel, the lightsaber dueling spec and then even have the different, like that is, what game was it that you could switch between the different stances? Uh, KOTOR 2 had the different styles. Is that the different styles? You could, yeah. And that, I loved, I loved that, that you were able to switch between the different styles of, of lightsaber combat. Although and I, wish I, you could I have noticed though, that. since I just did complete playing KOTOR 2, 
that only one of them actually seems to do anything. The bonuses and the negatives that they say come with all the styles don't really seem to change. The only the only style that actually to me does anything noticeable in the game is the final one that you get if you're on if you're a, if you're a lightsaber like if you're a Jedi weapon master or a Sith marauder, okay. I think is what they're called. So like you can the first one you get a Shicho and then you get Makashi, then you get Sorosu, then you get a Taru. And then I, Juyo is the last one you get. I can't. I'm blanking on 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 the other names, but Juyo gets you an extra attack, um, or an extra. You do extra damage, like because if like my guy, I did a uh, wielding one saber in each hand, one purple, one red, a la Revan, um, for this playthrough. And so like I get two attacks, but then if I do Juyo, it does a it does three separate things of damage. Um, and then of um, course, if you're using like master four speed, you end up doing like five, assuming you hit all the attacks. Um, right. The others, I, I haven't that, noticed any fucking difference. Well, I want to say that I noticed the, what was it that I noticed? I noticed that with, there was one that specifically was like for a, a, a blaster style, like that helped excuse me uh that helped you say deflect blaster fire yeah and those yeah, specific yeah. things i did notice that those were beneficial and helpful um but yeah i can't say that i noticed like any actual bonuses in fighting except for that last one with that that suit like the third attack kind of thing uh but still they could translate this that to this game or could have Maybe for number two, they could tra definitely translate it to where you're learning more stances and learning and have lightsaber attachments that change specific bonuses. So you could really, really kind of tailor how you're going to maybe go and say fight in the arena mode or whatever. You know? Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they certainly could. Like the Force Unleashed does that, where you, yeah, as you're going through the levels, there's hidden holocrons, and some of them have costumes and bonus XP, and some of them have power crystals for your lightsaber, which up your damage, or you know that your lightsaber does, or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Hmm. You know, like the you know something. What's that? Beyond just speaking of the games really quick, I'm going to ask you, uh, the the uh, Force Unleashed happens really pretty quickly after Vader becomes Vader. Um, He's hunting down refugees after Order 66, like within the first five years, say, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first, the, at least in the first mission where you're Vader and you're on Kashyyyk and you just carve a path through the Wookiees to get to, um, they never give him a name. They just call him the rogue Jedi. And then you defeat him. And then Galen pulls Vader's lightsaber from him. Um, and then stormtroopers come rushing in and they're going to shoot Galen. And then Vader kills the stormtroopers and takes Galen with him. Um, and then it flashes forward from, you know, a young kid to, you know, an adult of some kind. So I think, 
I think it takes place the the majority of the game takes place a few years before a new hope so i think it's probably like star wars rebels timeline probably maybe a little before um but cal kestis is we're taking place like pretty much this is like three years three years three years after the clone wars ended yeah something like that dude okay just hear me out here real quick because if you're doing that and you say vader first adopt basically adopts galen at say five years in or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you could do a freaking fallen order sequel and include galen and him getting captured like what if because oh, it just the list the list was made it would have had galen on it i mean assuming if we're gonna say galen exists in this universe then yes galen or at least his father would have been on yeah okay yes galen would be on the list even though i get the impression galen was born after the clone wars like his dad had a wife somehow i don't know they never really explain how how galen came to be right so you could kind of semi give a setup i mean you could because right now currently force unleashed is just in legends it's not canon galen is not canon he was he was an awesome part to like Darth Vader's story and even at this point in time if you did it and put it in and you had it after he found what he thought was Ahsoka's lightsaber and that she was dead and so he goes so he gives up on looking for Ahsoka because he wanted to take Ahsoka as his dark side apprentice but wasn't able to find her and thought her was dead so he and then he shortly after that that's when he finds Galen adopts him you could put Cal into the story as to the reason why Vader finds Galen and really fuck with Cal's character. That could be cool. That could be cool. And I would definitely enjoy seeing Galen come back. Um, Force Unleashed definitely shows its age at this point playing through it. But man, it is still a good a good game. Very good game. Mm-hmm. Um, you can definitely tell they took some inspiration from it for fallen order um fallen order definitely feels something like a spiritual successor to it just without the -the over-the-top force powers um that galen was able to use i mean fucking guy pulled a star destroyer out of orbit and crashed it into a planet i mean just with force grips so what an awesome chance to reinvent the character and, and reintroduce him to canon I mean, you don't have to have him obviously go down the dark side. Maybe, maybe Cal saves him, and you're able to take the character in a new direction, but at least give him a nod. But I, I don't know. I, I that was the Darth Vader part was all the the adopted son of Darth Vader in that sense, uh, apprentice of Darth Vader was always kind of one of the big story points to Galen's. Uh, so. I don't know that I would change that. I think I just would make it like, you know, 
uh, he meets Galen. He finds out that Vader's rounding up force sensitive kids because he watches Galen get kidnapped or captured. Uh, rather than using Galen or Galen's dad as the Jedi, or maybe Galen's dad saves Cal and in the process ends up getting killed. And then that's when Galen pulls the lightsaber from, you see that scene replayed. Um, wouldn't that be cool? And you see Galen get captured and Cal goes after and he sees Galen and he tries to rescue everybody, but Galen blames Cal for his father's death. So rather than follow him, he hides. And that's and then Vader finds him and that's you know, it's sort of like they kinda get that bond, or maybe that's the moment. I don't know, but you could do so much with it to kind of really set callous almost the the end the the reason why Galen uh gets caught you know I mean I I would I I would like to see it I would like to see Galen make a return um although my fear is the overlords at whoever I guess probably <laughs> Lucas Arts at this point because I mean Force Unleashed was released under the LucasArts banner. Um, it was built oh, and God, made by right. them, yeah. Um, so whoever the overlords of said fate of Galen are, I kind of feel know, like I kind of I just I have this I have this weird feeling that Cal is replacing him. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Like Cal is taking. Oh. Like Cal is is taking Vader's new target. Maybe, maybe, but that um, that Cal is filling the void or the gap that was left by Galen's removal from canon. That's what I feel. I feel like Vader, though, is always because of the loss of his kid, kids, kid. He believes kid. I believe. I yeah, think. he only knows of the one. Um, or he only believes that there's that, one. Yeah. I feel like he's constantly looking to fill that hole. And so I think Galen being reinserted wouldn't be a bad thing. Him seeing it in Cal um, and not understanding it at first. Uh, I think that might be another thing. I think the twist, um, if you decided to take that, Okay, so do you remember the very end when Sarah's like just she's taking on Vader and you see her, she's embracing the dark side and she's like crushing him, right? Yeah. And he's like so much anger, so much hate. Right? Yeah, yeah, go on. What if you find out in the that moment specifically, he wasn't talking about Sarah? What if you find out he was talking about um, Cal? Mm, I mean, could be cool. I, I would I would definitely be interested in seeing a, a take on that. I mean, I would have I would have dug if um, if you had actually been able to kind of fight Vader a little bit more and somehow through that fight, like maybe through the psychokinesis or whatever, Cal discovered that Vader was actually Anakin. I think that would have been cool. 
because uh, Cal would surely know coming. who Anakin Skywalker was. Right. I, I feel like that's coming in this because I having just played it and I maybe the maybe how I play play the game because um, I played it on Jedi Master. Like I I, Ooh, I Jedi Master. Right. S- second hardest hardest difficulty. And I shouldn't have played it. No on big deal. No big deal. Just the second hardest difficulty. Ridiculous. No big deal, guys. Um, It was it was stupid hard. Uh, there, there were fights that took me way too long because I'm old and I'm not like I don't adapt well anymore, and so they they t- <laughs> it took me way too long to figure these things out. Um, but but I did feel by the time I got to the end of the game, there were certain abilities and certain things that while I could do things. My abilities with the Force were in no way truly a match or par to, say, the second sister or Sarah's, or even close. And neither in both of them paled in comparison to Vader' strength. And so, while I felt Cal could be that strong, I felt he definitely, definitely lacked the training. Uh, 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 to be able to utilize the force in a way that would have been even comparable to what what Vader was able to do, right? Uh, I but feel I'm like not, you can get that training to, and build it. I'm not talking about him being able to defeat Vader. I'm just talking like you stalemate him for a minute or two, and like maybe in like you know Vader swings his lightsaber and you do a like a you know, a lightsaber lock or whatever, you get a button mashing moment to try to break the break the lock or whatever. And upon successfully doing that, like he comes into contact with Vader or with the saber and his psychokinesis or whatever kicks in. And then, and then he sees, you know, Anakin killing younglings at the temple and they'd be younglings that Cal would have known and, you know, maybe even trained with a little bit, you know, before he was taken by whatever his master's name was, um, I or, just I just think it would have been a cool moment. Like I think it would have been, you know, what have been actually a really even a super cool moment is even if like Vader, like say Vader completely like deflected, you know, like threw Cal's lightsaber out of his hand, and so Cal goes to pull it, and he's like trying to pull it right. He's like, and Vader's like stops him. And Vader's thinking, oh, ha, 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 he's using all his energy. And, and you see Cal do this moment where you see him think you think he's like just straight up focusing as hard as he can. And then he goes to grab Vader's lightsaber and to pull it to him, right? He pulls Vader's lightsaber. And that's when Vader pulls the trick to flip his own lightsaber. And, and it stabs Cal. And it's at that moment he has his force vision. Like, dude, that would have been so intense at that moment. That because it, well, that that was already intense. I just, I feel like Vader could have crushed Cal with if Sarah hadn't been there. He would have just there was he had no hope. Not oh even, yeah, it no, would have been no, a miracle. He would have had no chance. He, no chance at all. If not, like, for and I, it's like, yeah, right. And that's so. That's my only thing about it, but at the same time, I can't say that I want to fight. I want more Vader. Oh my god, dude! Even like that, that end cutscene, finally seeing it, that uh, my butt was puckering. 
I was I was fucking running for my goddamn life. I was terrified of fucking Vader. Oh, dude, Vader. That, that Vader entrance was fucking incredible. You hear the fucking... <sighs> yeah, dude, I dug that. I dug that. Of course, but you know, I mean... And for... heard the fear on her face. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Force Unleashed, dude. You got to remember, too. You fight Vader at the end of Force Unleashed, and you beat the living fuck out of him. Uh huh. Yeah, but then the Emperor is too much for Cal, um, or not Cal, but Galen, and for you Galen. end up you end up dying. And then I can't remember. I think you're a clone, or you're supposed to be a clone in the second one. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, Something like. But that. yeah, no, think, you yeah, fucking wreck Vader. You as Galen, mm. you fucking obliterate Vader. But that was why he got the Star Killer name was because. Vader had never seen that kind of strength with the Force. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I like the total nod to straight up the Luke's original first name. I mean, that's really truly where it comes from. Yo, yeah, no. And then of course, Star Killer Base in Force mm. um, or Force Awakens. But yeah, I don't know. But hey, there's been some great Star Wars video games, and we're re-experiencing a few of them right now. Um, and there, there really are some of my favorite Star Wars storytelling mediums. Um, agreed. I mean, I'm still though, I mean, and maybe, maybe you will agree with me here. Maybe you won't still waiting. I mean, and it's, we're what, 17 years removed now at this point, uh, still waiting for a story to equal the story of KOTOR. Because as good as these games are, none of the stories have come close to KOTOR yet. Um, and especially the Revan twist. Can I also interject there? Because I have read multiple things and now have said, I mean, and this is, there's been a lot of great role-playing games that have come out. But even to this day, people still put the KOTOR series... Two especially, into at least the top five, if not one of like top three of the best role playing games ever. Oh yeah, no, they're they and they certainly both of them belong near the top of any legitimate role playing game list out Beyond there. Beyond just the Star Wars, and list, yeah, outside like... of the Star Wars world, because in the Star Wars world they're number one and number two, but in just the general role playing. Yeah, they definitely belong in the top 10, if not in the top 5. Um, because you do get some stiff competition from some of the Final Fantasy games. Three and Without a doubt. 3 and 7 in particular. Well, the, Two, but see, the American those, 3. Would... The American 3. So the one that was on the yes. Super Nintendo. See, and that, that would be actually my favorite role-playing game. I would probably say that KOTOR 2 was my favorite role-playing game just because there were so many options i would definitely have to in the at least in the two and three spot one of the dragon age games is going to be in there one okay Um, yeah dragon age is wonderful um the first one i would go with the first one i liked the combat mechanics of the second one I liked how they inserted I didn't the, like the story as much. The story wasn't that great, and it felt like an unfinished game. 
and it was hack and slashy, which I didn't mind so much, but I didn't like how you had less control over your party um, in two. But I would throw the first one in as a great role, as one of the, the better role-playing games, even though Dragon Age Inqu- uh, Inquisitor? Inquisition. Inquisition. That was a great fucking was game. was like a game Inquis- of the year when it came out. Um, I would definitely say it was a great game. I liked a lot of the mechanics, but I didn't feel it was as fluid as in some of the character developments that they did. Cause that's the one thing with the Bioware and those kind of, that they even because Dragon Age was kind of in some ways the, the follow-ups to the genre of what they started with the KOTOR series. Yeah. Then they yeah. took it to yeah. the, the fantasy wet realm. But I just, I agree. The The first one was so awesome and it was so fluid and the character growth and, and scripts and progressions that you had with each individual party member and how that all happened. I, I It was so well thought out and written. The third one, it wasn't as fluid, but I liked the keep and the huge the 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 scale of the mechanics yeah yeah the, were able to do the world building in inquisition mm-hmm. was pretty cool um one thing about dragon age that kind of sort of turned me off a little bit was how like being a gray warden all of a sudden didn't matter you know you, yeah you were a gray warden in the first and i was like oh gray wardens they're like the jedi of this universe that's cool and then like whatever gray warden whatever we don't give a fuck right i i agree with that i i i really liked the first story then but the how they tied everything together was really cool yeah i just never really got into the second story as much i didn't the second like story the was dynamic kind of confusing it was kind of odd um, and, but I, I feel that was kind of a lot of stuff, and they learned they learned definitely not to make the characters. The, that that was one of the pulls about the first game, and the third game is you were able to design your own character and the look and how, all those kind of things. The second game, though, they gave you those specific character models. Yes, they did. And I mean, and so blah blah blah. Star Wars, though, back to that. It's. But the, I would I would definitely take what uh, what was that other game the 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 Final Fantasy series I would definitely put obviously seven and three in the top it, they would they both of those games ha- are so dear to my heart oh three and honestly then, three might be if I had the ability to go back and chart all the time that I had spent playing a video game three might be my most played video game of all time might be might be so much to do and flying around in your fucking airship and going to all the different little islands and finding all the the little perks of this and that uh, uh yeah i mean but then you would also have to throw uh elder scrolls i would put morrowind and skyrim oh, on that list i wouldn't put oblivion on the list um even though it was you know groundbreaking in the moment it came out, um, yeah, it was so repetitive with the My, oh, see, I, closing I the oblivion put, gates and all that. It just got old after a while. 
Agreed. See, I so I yeah, I would definitely put Kotor then do the Final Fantasies three or seven in any order. Uh, then Kotor, the first one. That story is so awesome. The mechanics weren't as awesome as they were in two that I love so much. That's I love anyway. Um, and then from there, yeah, I would get into Daggerfall. Actually, Daggerfall is a great game. Um, Another of the Elder Scrolls, uh, but it it was like it was really one of the it was the predecessor to what they started doing. And from there, after after Daggerfall, yeah, definitely go with Skyrim. Yeah, um, I mean, and then you would probably need to throw fallout onto the list you'd probably need to throw mass effect onto the list and then you would also definitely need to include dragon quest you need to have dragon quest on the list oh the originals yep back to the even the original final fantasy like the the, it's like that's when you start getting into the top 10 and top 20 yeah no yeah yeah i think i think you could easily i think you could easily justify having Final Fantasy 1, 3, and 7 in the top 10. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and then how how you sort and land these games in the list is based on your preference. Uh, I did love Final Fantasy 2, but that was, I think, because that, at the time, uh, we didn't really get a whole lot of new games in my family, so that we, you just had to play with what you got. Oh, dude, Final Fantasy 2 was amazing. I mean, don't don't get anything wrong with. There's no, there's no. Like, is Final Fantasy was there two a really down? bad? Final Fantasy uh, wasn't was it eight or nine that was really 10 bad? Ten wasn't really that great. I want to say eight and nine weren't that great. Some people really liked nine, so eight was shit, though. Yeah, I well, I mean, it was a it had a tough act to follow. Seven, yeah, was so. Yeah, how are you gonna? It was, how are you gonna follow that? There's there. Right. You set a bar that was so fucking high. How do you even hope to even come close to touching that bar, much less clearing it? Like seriously, you, the, you can't. You can't. And it's the same with Kotor. Kotor has set such a high bar um, that you know now that they let there's a lot of time and space between Kotor and today that. Now they can clear it just with the technological advances and a decent story. But if they do the technological advances and an amazing story, then they're really going to clear the bar. Um, they're going to create an, uh, another fucking gaming legend. Yeah, I'm sure they will. But, oh but my God. I hope for it. I just looked at the time on our pod and what we thought was going to be a nothing quick in and out episode. We've been talking to you for more than two fucking hours. Well, see, that's what that's what happens when you have no expectations. You get the good shit. That's right. And you go in with expectations, you can only have them dashed and crushed. That's right. So, yeah, I think that, that wraps it up for uh, video game talk. Anything else you feel like uh, drowning these people in? No, no, no. I mean, and we honestly, we could probably go on for a lot longer, uh, like deep diving into the games, but... Uh, you know, this conversation has been fun and uh, it's been uh, nostalgic and uh, it gets me excited for what's coming down the road. So it, it, it touches. Well, hopefully a, they pick up some good shit. Oh, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. If if um, if Fallen Order 
is any indication of what they've got coming our way in the video game world, uh, we have a very bright future on that front. And hopefully what EA learned, I know they're just a publisher, which is another thing that we'll talk about at some point, uh, how a publisher verse obviously affects the game because they ultimately, don't they have an ultimate say in some, like who develops the game? They do have a lot of say because they're basically the bankroll for the game. Um, you know, hence EA's... Uh, tendency for microtransactions especially with battlefront um but that they took a lot of heat for for that and they they eased off on that quite a bit and then there was none and of battlefront it none of it in fallen order single player yeah. yeah but battlefront 2 had the single player and but it was also yeah, rife yeah. with microtransactions but they eased off a lot and they started making it to where i think you could earn all that stuff through in-game play or pay for it if you chose so I, I'm feeling like I hope that they learned a good lesson about this single-player campaign. I hope they bring forward the, the amazing party elements that you had from the first games. I, I, I just... <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm excited, too. I, I just can't wait. And I hope we get uh, uh, a follow-up that we get to say all the same wonderful things that we said about the first two games. Yeah, what more could you could you ask for than a worthy follow up to uh, any or all of these great titles? Salut, salut. Now we're French. What the fuck? Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so this has been what I hope was an entertaining episode of the Broom Boys podcast for you guys. Uh, we will be back as always in a week with more news, rumors, chit chat, uh, reviews of anything that comes out or is revealed to us. Uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just look for the Broom Boys on either of them and give us a follow. Send us a comment. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a thumbs down. Review the podcast on iTunes. Do whatever. Um, we hate it. We love it. Do this. Do that. We will be whatever you want us to wait we're gonna conform like that i didn't i yeah. I, I, don't know. I am okay well he's gonna I, conf I he's gonna conform and i mean whatever you want yeah you know, i whatever you know and, and hey spotify <laughs> you know i mean we'll we'll come we'll be exclusive to you for you know like not a hundred million but you know i mean we'll, we can we can we'll find a reasonable cheap. number we're not we're not we're not greedy we're not a hundred thousand a year We'll split it right down the middle. Boom. Hey, 50K. A, Call it happy. 50K a broom boy seems like a steal to me. It, yeah, right? It, I feel like that. And we can only go up from there if we prove our worth, you know? Boom. There you go. There dreaming, we go. Dreaming. Yeah. Dreaming. So, big, make it happen. Dreaming big Spotify dreams. Of course, but you know, that's the other thing. Just real quick is this Joe Rogan Spotify deal is good for everybody who podcasts because I think more and more places are going to be like, well, if Spotify has Joe Rogan, we need to get whatever the number two pot, you know, the people are, I think are going to be doing this now. iHeartRadio, um, you know, these, these platforms I think are going to be looking to make exclusive deals now on the heels of this Joe Rogan exclusive deal. So, I mean, maybe when they get far enough down the list that they find us, who knows pipe dreaming though. This is just pipe dreaming, talking out loud. Tell them you want us. Yes, they'll surely listen to you guys. 
Every one of you. Every Do last it. one of you. Oh, and on that... So, on that note... On that last begging for money note from <laughs> Nameless Corporations, I have been Buddy. And I have been Guy. And we have spoken. <laughs>